another episode of the Dino Talk Podcast. Nick and Jesse back again. Dino Talk. So today we got a pretty easy agenda. We got training camp. Football's back. I'm pretty excited about it. But yeah, we have a, we have a list of things to discuss and let's jump right in. Let's talk a little Calvin Ridley. Jesse, you want to start us off with this one? Yeah, I mean, exactly like I predicted, uh, there'd be all this hype around Calvin Ridley and uh, some video got surfaced of uh, Zay Jones running uh, route at 60%. Um, and uh, then Calvin Ridley just like running it like it's a live route right behind him. And uh, everyone's just going crazy about it, just like I predicted. I mean, it's literally like they saw like one little video. I mean, it's just it's like so funny because like, oh, why didn't you show the play? You can see Christian Kirk was jogging ahead of Zay Jones. So you could have watched all three then compared. But no, 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 no. We're going to compare Zay Jones. And it just looked like he was running at like 60, 75%. I mean, he he might be lazy at practice. Like, he might have just taken a, a, a practice play off. Like, it's just it, – it's exactly what I predicted. So, I mean, it's fine, though. I, I, I love it. I wish I would have had some Calvin Ridley. Uh, well, I do have a little bit of him, so I'm probably going to go ahead and try to sell him now that the, the video hype blew him up exactly like I predicted. So, anyway, um, yeah, Nick, go ahead and go off about your little – five-second in-route video against air. He looked fast. Like, <laughs> 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 like he looked, he looked quick. I mean, that's, I mean, that's all I got to say about it. Like, he looked, he looked quick. And supposedly in training camp, him and Trevor Lawrence have had a pretty good connection, like, based on stuff I've seen. And, I mean, that's got to count for something. And, I mean, for him, it's just like he's getting up up there in age. He hasn't played. Like it's just like it's gonna take him a bit to get up to speed, but it's good to see he's in good shape. That's really all I have to say about that. I mean, okay. Well, uh, I guess uh from there we're probably going to uh to move on. I guess. I mean, right? Is that fair? Is that fair to say we're moving on? Um Absolutely. To another training camp highlight. Just go back a week. Was it two weeks, Nick, that we did did it? We were predicting all of it. You want a little crystal ball into what's going to happen in the NFL? Hop on the Dino Talk because just like I predicted, Garrett Wilson and uh, Aaron Rodgers, all the hype around them. I mean, everybody's loving it. Sauce versus Garrett. I mean, exactly what I was thinking was going to be happening. You know, they're making each other better. Just think about this for a second. Go back to your high school football days. Remember what it was like if you had a a corner or, like, some defensive player who was elite, who was, like, all-conference, okay? And then in the game, it was always like, oh, my gosh, this is so much easier. He has the best corner in the NFL that he's playing against every single day. The one thing, he did walk off to, of practice today uh, limping. So, I mean, that is always a concern. Sound like an ankle. Ankles do linger. So, that is, uh, of course, really unfortunate. And he's going to miss valuable reps um, with Aaron Rodgers, you know, getting co- more comfortable with him. So, that 
that does hurt. That does hurt, of course. But man, if, if injuries weren't a thing, you know, I mean, I'd be, I'd be on point. I'd, I'd be right on it. So, uh, and who knows? Who knows? I mean, it still hasn't come back. You know, that's anything serious. So, we'll see. What do you say about that, Nick? Yeah, I mean the the highlights look nice, and supposedly they got a good connection, which is good. But I think the biggest storyline out of the Jets is Aaron Rodgers is willing to like help the team. Like that's definitely a change. I mean, with the Packers, it's just like he was always taking a huge amount of the cap, and it just seemed like he was never willing to like change his salary. And here he's cutting a large portion of his salary just to kind of allow them to sign other players. And it just seems like overall he's just he's happy with the Jets. And he just seems to be like clicking. I I mean, I know it's training camp, but like previous Aaron Rodgers with the Packers, it's just like, oh, Aaron's here again. Like he just kind of going through the motions. With the Jets, it just it seems like he's pretty happy to be there. And I think that's got to count for something. And it sounds like, like, next thing to talk about with Dalvin Cook, it sounds like the Jets are a real possibility. And honestly, it it really sucks for Brees Hall from Dynasty perspective. But from the Jets' perspective, like, you're going all in. Like, why not bring in Dalvin Cook? I mean, you got the money to spend. Like, it's why I kind of floated the idea early in, like, one of the early episodes. It might have been the one that got cut of the idea of, the Jets trading for Devontae Adams. Like, it's just like now just seems to be the time for the Jets. And just like signing Dalvin Cook would kind of help put him in a better position to win. And it's just like they, yeah, they seem to kind of be all in and getting Dalvin would really help them out. This is just an interesting question I have for you, Nick. You're more of the cap guy here. Uh, do you know, with that, the, did that deal that Aaron Rodgers made? make it much more of a like I mean obviously it would make it more possible but did it make it like very financially viable for them to be able to uh, uh get Devontae Adams I don't know as far as that I I haven't looked too deep into it but I I mean that was just like a like a worst case like Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get cleared like that was something that I kind of floated the idea of like the Jets kind of going all in. And I mean, I suppose it's still possible, but the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo got cleared kind of makes me think Devontae's gonna stay. But I mean, Josh Jacobs doesn't play. That that Raiders team is I think they're in trouble. And I don't know. You never know. But I I don't really know as far as if they get Dalvin, would they have room for Devontae Adams? I'm not really sure. Interesting. Okay, but uh yeah, yeah. I mean, also to go back to the uh, the Aaron Rodgers things, let's just touch back on it. Like you said, I mean, it sounds like he's happier. Do you think that that maybe is going to uh, have a, a say in him elevating his play even a little bit more? Do you think that that might uh, – are you, are you starting to buy the Aaron Rodgers hype is what I'm asking? I mean, you have to a little bit just because of, like, kind of what he's doing. Um like, he's typically not this kind of energetic. And, like, he's out there helping Zach Wilson. Like, was he ever outwardly doing that with Jordan Love? I mean, maybe behind the scenes. But now it just seems like he's just kind of all in to help them and just, like, kind of seems to have a different mindset. I mean, as far as on the play or like on the field play, I, I don't know. Like, he 
did kind of regress. So I, I don't know, like all of this is nice and all, but it's just like, if he's regressed on the field, then it might not matter. But I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, all signs are looking pretty good so far. How crazy is this? Think about this for a second. He did. He, it, this might all just be like from an ayahuasca trip. Like that is a hundred percent a possibility here. Like this is so, so possible. And I doubt that many people are talking about this. It could 100 in Wisconsin. You think they were going to be super accepting of, Hey buddy, take your ayahuasca in New York. They're like, Hey, it's all good, man. Come on, go ahead. Do your ayahuasca thing. Do your silent dark retreat for 10 days, whatever, dude, just be happy, play some ball. And he's like, when he's in that 10, 10 day darkness retreat, he's like, what am I doing? Money doesn't matter. I got so much of it. That is so a possibility that he just was like, I have so much money. What does this matter? Let me help the team. Let's win a Super Bowl. Like, dude, that is so funny. That has to, I am sorry, but if I was a betting man and there was odds on this, sorry, don't mean to get the podcast too out of hand here. Um. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah I, would love, I would love for Dalvin Cook to get on the Jets. If Aaron Rodgers is the MVP this year, I think we're going to see Dak Prescott on a dark district retreat next year. All of a sudden, it's going to be the usual thing for quarterbacks. Yeah, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Herbert all going together on a dark district retreat. I'm just kidding. Okay, let's let's just go ahead and move on here. Um, I love talking about Aaron Rodgers. Fun stuff. Um Next, we're going to talk a little Kadarius Tony. So he, surprise, surprise, he kind of went down with an injury. And he actually already had surgery. And it's a meniscus. And I I am not, like, I hate injuries. Like, the, <laughs> I was really excited training camp was back. And when I see the first signs of injuries, I'm like, like, I hate this time of year. Like, there's no games, and instead we got injuries. Like, that's just – like, it's nice and all to hear the storylines, but it's just really tough with the injuries. Like, I, I hate seeing it. But, yeah, Kadarius Tony's going to miss, like, all training camp. And based on, like, kind of reading the tea leaves on this, it sounds like he could miss a few games to start the year, like, based on stuff I've seen, like – like a short IR trip to start the season is not probably out of the possibility. And for a guy like Tony, I think that kind of hurts. Like he was like, this is was a really big off season for him in a training camp to kind of get become like a wide receiver, like outside and kind of get used to playing a bunch of different positions rather than just kind of doing the gadget role that he did last year. And like, there's really no other way to spin it. It's, it kind of sucks. Like, it sucks for Tony. And, like, for the Chiefs, they they don't have a lot of depth at the receiver position. And then it just kind of hurts. Yeah. I mean, uh, I definitely uh, – it hurt, hurt a lot of my fantasy teams to uh, have Kadarius Tony. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's like you said, he's probably not going to be out there for the first couple weeks. Um, I've been a pretty big Kadarius Tony guy. Like old KT, as Travis Kelsey referred to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is like Nick has said, he does have a, an awkward way of running that I don't know, it does seem like he's it's pretty tough for him to stay healthy. And uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, it does open up some uh, some opportunity for some other Chiefs receivers, though. I do think that, uh, of course, Sky Moore's value, I think, should should go up a, a bit there. But then uh, also the, the rookie uh, Chiefs wide receiver, uh, Rasheed, help me out, Nick. Rasheed Rice. Gosh, dang it. That's what I thought it was. I just got to go with my gut on some things. <laughs> um, Rasheed Rice, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's having a good little rookie camp, and uh, he was undrafted, so, right? Help me out again. Second rounder. Second rounder, son of a buck. <laughs> See, this is why we – this Nick is the stats guy here. <laughs> Darn it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think Rasheed Rice, obviously, that opens up him up quite a bit. Jeez, now that – He's a second rounder, boy oh boy, that that makes that really interesting. Actually, man, I hope Kadarius Tony doesn't lose his job. I mean, to be honest, from a Kadarius Tony, like this puts him in a real like career standpoint. Like it, it puts him in a tough spot. Like it's just like he's he's just has not shown the ability to stay healthy, and it's just like for the Chiefs. Like, are you gonna just when he comes back? Are you just gonna like bake him into being like your guy? Like I'm. My guess is no. Like my guess is it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Like he he just has not shown the ability to stay healthy. He has not shown the ability to kind of expand his route tree. Like I just like I kind of had my doubts anyways, but like an injury like this early in training camp, it really hurts like someone like him at this stage of his career. And but yeah, I mean they're opportunity. I mean, Sky Moore, like I'm a huge Sky Moore guy, and it's great opportunity for him like he he should be the clear guy that kind of starts out wide and then there's also rishi rice obviously and then there's like justin ross who was a as a freshman in college he was one of the most talented players in the country and it's just like he's had some injuries and whatnot and this could open the opportunity for him to to make the roster and you never know what'll happen i mean i still kind of have my doubts whether or not he'll make a serious impact but like he could kind of push some of these guys i mean there's mvs obviously and justin watson who are gonna probably play and play a decent amount but as far as like if other people start to like kind of show out a bit like maybe they could like push some of these guys for time and it's gonna it's gonna be interesting the chiefs i mean mahomes he kind of makes it work regardless and it's just like if he starts falling in love with some of these guys like they're gonna be guys you want on your team so Definitely makes for an interesting situation. Very, very well put. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Uh, I agree completely. So next, we're going to switch on over to Saquon Barkley, and I believe last week you remember we talked about a trade that Nick and I did um, because of my worry about Saquon not uh, not playing at the beginning of the year, and uh, luckily, of course, he is going to. He signed that one year contract. Um, Nick broke it down for me a little bit, uh, why there is more benefits. If you read some of the things on Twitter and just thought, oh, he did all that. He just signed a one-year contract for 800000 more dollars. Um, okay. Like I did. Uh, let's go ahead and send it over to Nick so that he can explain why Saquon Barkley did what he did. <laughs> so, I mean, my take on it is Saquon wants to play. Like, this guy doesn't want to sit out. Like, he he wants to be out there. And the fact that he was able to get a $2 million signing bonus and get some incentives in the deal, like, that was enough for him to be like, all right, you know what, I'll go out and play. And I, I saw someone say, like, that 
they covered him in college that it's just like they never saw Saquon as a guy that would ever sit out football games just because he loves the game so much. And it's just like I I think that says a lot about him. But I mean, from a financial standpoint, I I want the Giants to sign him just because like Saquon's a great player. I mean, he I think he like with the way the running back position is going, I think running backs that can kind of do more things, like whether it be like out as a receiver and being good as a pass blocker and good as a runner as well, like that kind of is the way of the future. And I think Saquon can do all of those things. Like he can be an asset in a lot of different ways. And like his injuries have kind of hurt him a bit, but I mean, I'm I'm excited to see him play, and I'm I'm happy he was able to get done because I I want to see Saquon play. Like I I love watching the guy. Yeah, I mean, would a full season uh healthy for Saquon? Do you think that that would increase his value to where he could get more in a long term contract versus if he were to sit out? I mean, we've kind of seen how that goes for running backs. We've seen Le'Veon Bell. Like I mean, he obviously, um fell off pretty hard and uh i mean i don't think that he ended up making more money from sitting out so uh yeah yeah unfortunately for the running backs it is what it is um there's a lot of great athletes like coming up through grade school that you know i mean get put at running back and it's uh, a next man up kind of game so uh yeah yeah i think saquon ended up getting a good deal though for for uh for the position, but no more Zeke Ezekiel Elliott kind of money days. Which is which is too bad. It it's gonna be interesting to see kind of what, what comes of it and whether or not like deals are able to materialize. And like Jonathan Taylor, he's in such an interesting position right now, like going into his last year of his deal and Jim Ursay is being wild on Twitter. So I I don't know what's gonna happen with that. And the Colts need Jonathan Taylor like that should, doesn't need to be said but like they need him badly and it's just like without him it's just like like I've already said I'm not a huge Anthony Richardson guy and it's just like I that would put them in a really tough spot in my opinion but I'll go ahead and move on to our next guy here um Darren Waller Darren Waller is one that based on all reports I'm seeing it's like Darren Waller is just getting peppered with targets from Daniel Jones. Like I, I saw one of their beat writers say that Darren Waller had to go sit out like during a play and they didn't know whether he needed rest or whether the team wanted to see Daniel Jones throw to somebody else other than Darren Waller, which is kind of nuts to me. I mean, I for Darren Waller, the big thing is like, he's got a lot of talent, but it's just like, how healthy was he going to be? And the fact that he's like getting out there and getting open and supposedly he was dominating the middle of the field. And for a Giants team that really needs weapons, like having Darren Waller out there being a reliable target is nothing but a good sign. And I'm kind of happy to like to see him doing well in practice, and it makes me more excited maybe about the Giants. I mean, I know it's a training camp report, but, I mean, good signs for a Giants pass catcher is really good because they need them badly. Yeah, you touched on it. Uh, the biggest thing with Darren Waller is that he stays healthy. He uh, what always I always think back on Darren Waller is John Gruden. I mean, think what you want about John Gruden. He uh, he did say that Darren Waller was the best football player that he had ever seen in his career as a coach, 
Um, he has a very long coaching career. I don't know if you know that, but uh, he's he's coached a lot of really good NFL players. For him to say that, it's kind of always stuck with me. Uh, the one thing is that Darren Waller's age, of course, is getting up there, and that makes you worry about the health even more so than uh, than before, you know. But yeah, I mean the that report is absolutely awesome. Uh, I think a lot of people were thinking that looking at the offense, the number one threat through the air could very well be Darren Waller. The only other tight ends that really have that kind of situation is Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. So you think about top three tight end, very well seems like a possibility at this point for Darren Waller. So then um, moving on here to a guy that we both really like, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, I have quite a bit of Donovan Peoples-Jones whenever I go through my uh, my rosters here. have him, obviously, as a flex play in all those leagues, but I really like Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's always had that talent. Uh, the reason why I started paying attention to him was because of you being a Michigan fan. So uh, I always started like whenever I start off as a hater of somebody and uh, and end up thinking, oh wow, okay, this guy is pretty good. Uh, that's that's a pretty good sign for a player to me. So just the way that he also, it's like he's always popping up somehow, some way. He's always in in the highlights throughout the year, like somewhere in there. So you know he's got the deep threat ability. And then whenever you look at the quarterback upgrade that he's going to have this upcoming year. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then of course the reports coming out uh, just that he's basically looking like the number two it's uh, yeah. I mean, all, all, all signs are good for Donovan people's Jones uh, from all the training reports. And I think we didn't talk about that uh, being a training camp report, but I believe we have touched on Donovan people's Jones as somebody to take a deep shot on. Yeah, definitely. And like seeing him being targeted quite often by um, Deshaun Watson's a really good sign. I mean, I know Amari Cooper's out, so technically he's kind of been their, their one. And with them bringing in Elijah Moore and they brought in like Tillman and it's like from the draft, like in the Najoku, like it was kind of seen that Donovan Peoples-Jones was kind of just an afterthought now. Like, oh, he's going to kind of fade away. Like I... Like on teams where I have like too many players on my roster, I've tried to trade away Donovan Peoples Jones. And the thing is, nobody wants him. Like everyone kind of thinks Donovan Peoples Jones is just a thing in the past, which is kind of what I think is that like way too often teams will draft a wide receiver in the draft, like this Cedric Tillman. And they think, oh, Tillman's the new Donovan Peoples Jones. But it's just like it doesn't always work out that way. Like to where everyone thinks, oh, Donovan's done. Like he's, but like, what's stopping Donovan Peoples Jones from being the number two guy here? I mean, I know they have Elijah Moore too, but like he hasn't shown a ton. And it's just Deshaun Watson had some games last year throwing to Donovan Peoples Jones, and now he's got an offseason doing it. And I just think too often we kind of dismiss players from the year before and just because of the rookie when it's just like, if Donovan Peoples-Jones doesn't re-sign, then Tillman has the ability to perform. Whereas just now, like, Donovan, I think, still should be a guy that's a starting wide receiver. And it's just, like, everyone's kind of trying to dismiss him. But I think he should still be a relevant player. And early indications are that Watson still really likes throwing in the ball. 
Very well put. Very well put. Um, yeah, I mean, I've said what I need to say about Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, we're moving on to rookie QBs and um some hot takes here uh, <laughs> as well. Um, as far as rookie QBs, what are you laughing at? <laughs> uh, as far as the rookie QBs go, I mean, I don't have uh, too many hot takes as far as the rookie QBs, but uh, besides the ones that I've been sticking to. You know, um, Anthony Richardson gonna be a bust. Nothing, <laughs> nothing's changing of, of anything that I've said in the past. So if you're if you're a listener of the pod, you already know this, but uh, I guess I will just go ahead and go through through the list real quick. So Anthony Richardson is gonna be a bust. Bryce Young is gonna suck this year, so give him time. C.J. Stroud gonna suck this year, so give him time. Next year. Maybe they'll be okay. It's cool that C.J. Stroud, you know, had the the two uh, offensive tackles get signed. You can get real comfortable with them. But uh, this year, I have a feeling that he's going to be holding onto the ball a little bit too long or something like that. He's going he gonna to learn that even with two good right tackles, you still don't stop T.J. Watt from, uh, from getting to you. You know what I mean? Like, um, anyway, uh, yeah, so they're all going to suck. Um Clayton Toon, if he gets out there, he's going to suck. Yeah, and that's my hot takes on the rookie QBs. You know what? I'm I'm glad you started it out with that because I was – like when I put it on there, I – like I have a hot take for him. And my hot take, like right now, like in redraft and in dynasty, it's just like Anthony Richardson's kind of emerged is that like top rookie QB. And some – in redraft, like people are drafting him like, oh – like take him at QB 12, like QB 10, QB 11, QB 14. And it's just like, he's the guy with the sky high upside. Like he's the guy that you want to take. He's, he can run and he might be able to throw. But my hot take is that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud outperform Anthony Richardson in fantasy this year. Like they have better fantasy seasons. And that's for no reason other than they're better passers than Anthony Richardson. And it's just like, for one, I don't think Anthony Richardson's going to be ready. Like, I, he does not have the experience. But if he does get out there, like, it's going to be a very simplified offense. And it's going to be a lot of running. And if Jonathan Taylor's not there, things get really scary. But, like, if he is, like, it should be a run-happy offense. And maybe he gets enough rushing work to where he gets – eight to 10 touchdowns, which is what he would need, I think, in order for him to be productive. But I just, I just don't see it with him this year. I just think he'll, he'll really struggle and he really needs to develop as a passer. But as far as Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, I, I kind of think they're going to be decent this year. Like Bryce Young, like I've seen training camp stuff that he's kind of throwing the ball around the field. And it's just like, I kind of was, Fallen more into the Bryce or in the CJ Stroud camp, like more so than Bryce Young. But I forgot like how ready I think Bryce Young is. Like I, I think he's going to be a guy this year is going to step into the Panthers' offense and is going to be able to perform. And I think Bryce Young is going to be legitimately good this year. Like I, I think Bryce Young is going to be able to have the Panthers be a competent offense this year. Like with Frank Reich and their receiving core. Like, I think Miles Sanders there, there's, like, I actually don't hate it. Like, hate the situation. Just because Bryce Young, in his last year at Alabama, he wasn't really thrown to that good of wide receivers. Like, he's used to it. And he still performs. He still makes high-level throws. 
And I think I think he'll do well. And then CJ Stroud, like I I think his weapons are underrated. I think Nico Collins, a good deep threat, um, a guy that I think can be used in a variety of different ways, can be the wide receiver one for him. And it's they seem to be connecting early in camp. And then also they got Mechie, they got a guy, Xavier Hutchinson, who I I kind of like quite a bit. Like I think he's a pretty good player. Then they got Dalton Schultz, they got Damon Pierce. Like I I don't know. And they got the offensive line is not bad. Like I think CJ Stroud, like it might take him a bit, but I think he could end up being all right and better than people think. So I just want to back up for one second here. You did just go on record saying that Alabama wide receivers are not that good, right? Yes, they Alabama's <laughs> wide receiving core was not very good this past year. They have not been recruiting very well. And the last time they had a good wide receiver, like Jamison Williams, like he was a transfer in from Ohio State. Like Ohio State kind of has a monopoly on the top wide receivers. Then USC, I mean, even Texas, where it's just like Alabama's kind of dipping a bit in the wide receiver recruiting. And like, yeah, Bryce Young did not have great wide receivers this past year. Fair. I like it. I like that you stand behind it. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my only thing is that I don't really have the, the, I don't uh, have the confidence in Bryce Young that, that you do. I don't have confidence in the Carolina receiving core, um, at all like you do, but I mean, I, I like the take, I like, uh, if that is going to be your deep shot in redraft, I personally don't think I'll be targeting any of the rookie wide receivers or rookie quarterbacks. Sorry. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much where I stand on on it every year. So that's where I'll be again. The the only thing is with Anthony Richardson, a lot of people are like comparing him to Cam Newton because he has the ath- athleticism that Cam Newton had. You know, he's like the most athletic uh quarterback to ever enter the draft. But Cam Newton was much better at throwing throwing the football. He was just like so much uh more well well adapted for the NFL, and it's just it isn't going to be the same. I completely agree with you there. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. in Cam Newton's last year at Auburn, uh, I believe they won the national championship. And if you go and look back on Auburn's roster, like their running backs, receivers, like their whole roster, like the only guy you're going to recognize is Cam Newton. And it's just everyone gives Anthony Richardson the excuse. It's just like, oh, he doesn't have the receivers. Like they dropped too many passes. They like, They just didn't have the team. They didn't have this. Just like – he needs to develop like he needs to get better as a passer. And I, like, I think he's got some hope, like he's got some good tools, but it's just like, he's not there right now. And like, he's not Cam Newton that came out of college. And it's just, yeah, I'll stand yeah. by that. And when you look at it, no rookie QB has really been that valuable in a one QB league. That's a rookie. Like there's only been Cam Newton whenever they were a rookie that was, valuable for your for your fantasy lineup is in a top 12 quarterback um, herbert. herbert herbert was a rookie i think herbert and then uh russ uh russell wilson and andrew Locke. i think were pretty solid their rookie years holy smokes well see why we got the statistician see hey listeners you're never gonna hear a wrong stat on this show all right how how are they nick yeah, Russell Wilson, his rookie year, 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, pretty solid. Four rushing touchdowns, 489 rushing yards. Like, that's that's 
That is a pretty solid year. It was that top twelve quarterback performance, do you think? Um, that I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm, it's hard know. to, yeah, it's hard to do this on the fly. I'm sure. And then Andrew Luck, uh, he had a high interception total, um, to where I think Russell Wilson probably outperformed Luck, but I mean he threw twenty three touchdowns, pretty solid. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if that's a top twelve quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, no that that could be right, but I I so, don't know. I my, my like, point I is is with Anthony Richardson getting drafted at QB 11, 10 and 9. That that's the point I'm trying to make here with this. Yeah. Is that, you know, like for you to get what you're actually paying for him, like to get the value that you're paying for him, he would have to be an anomaly like I mean all the people that you said had a lot better college careers as well. So yeah. um yeah, yeah. Then let's get to Interesting uh, little topic that came out two days ago. Brock Purdy back ready to go, back ready to take over the 49ers offense and put Trey Lance in the permanent second string position that he belongs. Um, yeah, I mean, Nick, go ahead, take it away. You go first. Yeah, so I I saw a report out of the 49ers camp today is that supposedly Brock Purdy was terrible. Like he was two for nine passing, like or two for eleven or something. Like he was absolutely he got clear two days ago, right? Yeah. Oh okay. yes. Okay, yeah, and and then Trey Lance and Sam Darnold both had five pass attempts, and Brandon Allen, their four stringer, had five pass attempts. It's just like I think Kyle Shanahan needs to make a decision. Like he's got to do something. Like he can't keep going through camp, splitting time between like three and I mean Brandon Allen, maybe four different quarterbacks. Like it's just like for some teams, it's just like yeah, it works to kind of string them along. But it's just like you got to instill confidence in these guys. Like even if it's Purdy, like if Purdy's the guy, you got to like make it known. But I I have doubts about Purdy being healthy. And, like, supposedly he was real – like, his arm did not look great today. And it's just – like, it's an injury that for baseball players, like, it takes, like, over a year to recover from. And as Purdy's trying to get back in, what, five months, four months? Like, it's just like I have my doubts about Purdy being ready. And I I think if I'm the 49ers, I think best-case scenario is Trey Lance is the guy this year. Like, you kind of – like, I just have a lot of – I don't have much faith and Brock Purdy, like, being some elite option. And maybe you want, like, maybe you don't want that. Like, maybe you just want a distributor. But I just I just think they need to make some kind of decision. And they like they can't keep stringing these guys along. And maybe what it's going to be is preseason. They're going to play all of them. But it's just, like, they got to they gotta make some kind of decision and, like, distribute reps. Because just splitting it four ways, like, no one's going to develop. And no one's going to be competent. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely agree with you on a football standpoint uh, from from that. However, I mean, of course, yeah, I give him a few days here. I I mean, I agree with everything you said in all honesty. Brock Purdy is uh, from, like like you said, from those stats right there, just from training camp today, his arm isn't going to be back to 100%. It only makes sense. I mean, he just got cleared. He's not, he's not going to be 100% yet. And, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a chance that it takes him an entire, you know, season to to get back. He's earned a a spot probably somewhere, you know, like he's gonna earn, he's earned another shot whenever he does get healthy. So it probably makes sense for him too, from a career standpoint, to get healthy, not waste his one shot like trying to do it while he's hurt. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. Go with. We might disagree though on Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. I think that that might need to be a position battle there. I think that they might need to go go at it a little bit. Trey Lance needs to compete against some NFL competition before they just hand him another job. Uh, but how many uh, years? <laughs> how many years has Sam Darnold got chances? Is this is this his sixth year in the league? Fifth year? He's got a lot of chances. I mean, but Trey Lance the kind is the kind of guy that might just give him give him his starting job. Just. Sam Darnold out there, man. I mean, it's it's a legit question. It's it's legit. No matter how good of an athlete Trey Lance is, just like Anthony Richardson, you got to be able to distribute the football. Yes, and I, I have one other thing to say. Like for people that are like way out on Trey Lance for dynasty, take another top three pick for example, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has gotten chances year after year. After, like, Sam Darnold has yet to play one. Like, he's had maybe one, two, or three-game stretch last year. It was his first ever good stretch in his career. And he just keeps getting chances because he was a high draft pick. Like, Trey Lance is going to get a chance. Like, I, I have no doubt in my mind. Like, he's going to get a chance. And it's just like, whether it's this year, I don't know. But it's just like, they can't like dismiss Trey Lance and just give Sam Darnold his seventh chance here. Like you got to give the guy reps. And I think training camp, they should give the guy reps like training camp and also preseason and maybe in a Yeah. yeah. It, it should be a position battle between him and the other high draft pick. It, it really should. I mean, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't see why. I mean, yeah, sure, Sam Darnold's had his chances, but just like you said, what what Trey Lance just gets the job? No, he has to earn it. I think that's that's Absolutely. very fair. I think that in preseason, that's exactly what. And I think that's what'll happen. I don't think that Kyle Shanahan's going to give us an answer. I don't think he's going to instill confidence. I think he's going to think we pay these guys millions of dollars a year to play their very best football, and so they will do just that. So I don't know. That's that old school thinking. Who knows if uh, I'm not in the, in the mind of Kyle Shanahan? But yeah. uh, all right, everybody. Great, great podcast again. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, bye. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Uh, check it out. Twitter, Jeff 